Welcome to Exact Liability number 36. Sweet! 36! Brought to you by the word... Banana. Hand, hammock. Hand banana. Hand banana hammock. Oh, God. It's like a dog bed. <laughs> <laughs> a really special dog bed. Nice. Uh, what's up? Oh, fucking working my ass off. I haven't even had time to, like, look at anything other than the applications we're testing for this client. <laughs> fucking driving nuts. So, uh, anything good on them, or is it all, like, generic shit? Oh, you know, a, we actually had a couple of cross-site scriptings on some external stuff, a couple of SQL injections. Um, Did you guys do anything fun with the cross-site scripting? Like, It's out of scope for this test. They just want to know if it exists. Now, the client actually takes it seriously. retarded. A client actually takes it seriously right. and, and does, like, I think uh, we, we found a bunch on the first day, but the second day they were all remediated. Really? Yeah. That's cool. SQL injection was still there, but <laughs> the cross-site scripting was but fixed. The cross-site scripting stuff's good because well, we, we have WebSphere and we just <clears throat> enabled the old XSS defeat button. <laughs> Doesn't WebSphere or one of those have like a don't let you do cross-site scripting? WebSphere, a.k.a. Apache? Yeah, right. Well, um, it's WebSphere and, well, and did, it's did, not Apache because it's... It's WebSphere. Yeah, because it's WebSphere but and it, because they have like, you know, Dojo and NetBeans running. And, right, and then it doesn't do SQL, even though it really does. <laughs> yeah, no. So then we found, you know, the normal like cross-site scripting and shit like that. Like even on the Oracle single sign-on, they use uh, internally they use the single sign-on application or Oracle apps like thing. Right. Uh, there's cross-site scripting in the single <laughs> sign-on page. Hey Oracle, another thing to fix. <laughs> Add it to your list of yeah, like seven hundred unpatched it, vulnerabilities. And it's definitely the Oracle like default single sign-on page so it's right. not something they wrote inside the app um but yeah and then we're the, the guys that i work with are really <laughs> they have a lot of fun with it so they were going through like one of the internal um procurement apps <laughs> where you're like oh i need you know markers and a whiteboard and uh some pens and uh, all this crap well if you order stuff and total orders under 500 bucks Right. It basically gets shipped out immediately from what the client told us. Nice. So they're like, yeah, you know, just just be careful what, you, what you're doing. <laughs> well, then they found out that you could actually put negative values of items, the number of items. That's awesome. And it'll give you credit. So so it's just shopping spree? Yeah. So they're like, <laughs> well, let's see. They found they found a printer. It's like a $3,000 printer. They ordered five of them. Mm. <laughs> and then they... Ordered so many negative values of like paper clips and shit that it ended up being under five hundred bucks. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me of, uh, of something that, that WebInspect will never find. Yeah, you know it's funny. There's there's a ton of those lately. Um, we're gonna have Gates on. Gates and I were talking uh, about some stuff uh, when <clears throat> when he was doing a pen test this week, and he mm -hmm. found some like super neat shit that you know again the web app scanners will never find right. so any of the like tool jockeys will just completely fail and not get anything valid out of the application yeah um it, it, the story reminds me of back at uh at all tech mm -hmm. when you and i did that web app and there was those like super expensive wine racks oh yeah that we could buy for any they, value like, that we decided we wanted to buy like them for. They were like a thousand dollar wine racks. And, and we, they were like all pearl encrusted yeah. and, and you get, shit like and that. And you got to the, the, the checkout page. Actually, Luke was on that one. Luke yeah, but was I on think we showed him how to do it. I don't remember if he... I thought he found it on his own. Yeah, I could be wrong. No. No? That was for... Uh, 
I remember the client. I remember who it was. Yeah. It was the Canadian company. Yeah. The big Canadian yeah. company. <clears throat> they sold everything and they had the wine rack for like a thousand bucks. And then you go to checkout and use tamper data and suddenly the wine rack for like a dollar. Yeah. Because I, we I remember all three of us were pissed off because we couldn't figure out how to make it free shipping. Because that wasn't <laughs> something that the browser was, like, was pushing. I don't want to ship this. <laughs> well, that was the same. It was a similar problem to what like Expedia had a long time ago. Well, it wasn't even really all that Amazon, long. Yeah. Amazon back had in the it for day, a while. I mean, my book collection is <laughs> worth three dollars and forty cents. <laughs> uh, and I got a lot of books. No, it's, it's people don't. Whenever they do those application tests, they never seem to pay attention to things like, like they they go through and look for cross site scripting, look for SQL injection, look for, you know, oh you're running a vulnerable version of Apache or PHP admin, my admin or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Is open, you know, things like that. Yeah, they're important. Um, but when you run your scanner and it comes back with like, oh, yeah, you're running IS, Actually, all the informational finding shits. So the <laughs> PHP my admin stuff, yeah. right? Um, and we just ran into that. Yeah, uh, that's why I brought it. You, you were talking uh, about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not even going to get started on that. But um, <laughs> so, all right, testers very often get this like weird ADD hyper focus on things that are like cool. Red. Yeah, well, yeah, red, right? Anything that's red, they have to attack. And then anything that's orange, they, like, sometimes look at. Yeah. And any of the informational stuff, yeah, they, like, green or blue don't even or read. Fuck it. Yeah. They scroll and, right through it. And and that's where, like, good shit lives. So, like, guys, read your Nessus scans so that you don't look stupid yeah. when you're read, done at the end of the read project. Read the full blue, blue area. Yeah, and, like, actually read what it says. Because it's blue. You should want to look at it. That's why they made it. Yeah, have, it's blue. I mean, they even it's made important. it blue. blue. Anything blue is good. <laughs> like the little blue light on this laptop. Or the recording the, gear. The, yeah. That's blue, blue too. The, it's, the box. That's why it all comes together. But no, um, so we find this, uh, one of the testers finds this really awesome JMX console hack. Mm-hmm. O'Day writes yeah, everything right. for it, gets a shell in the box, like, completely abuses and beats up the inside of their network right and i know who the consultant was and that doesn't sound like him at all yeah and then uh so then we uh we're looking over just doing like peer review stuff and as we're doing peer review i'm like huh what's this as we find the php my admin and informational because it runs off of the nicto or nicto nozzle right and it has the little plug-in, and anything it's doing directory enumeration on always comes up in informational. It won't flag it as red or anything else, right? Right. But it's fucking but an it's open there. my admin page. Right. Like, open. Like, no authentication. Just like, hey, give me commands and shit to do. And I'll do it. And I will <laughs> do it. So I'm like, what? why didn't you pop it this way? You spent three days making O'Day on some other craziness and didn't even look at this? But it's O'Day. Yeah, <laughs> suck my balls. I mean, come on, like what? Whatever happened to the path of least resistance? I, that, <laughs> see, that's the problem, right? Like, so many people take this like ultra high tech. Gotta be, you know, gotta well, always I mean, be the like sweetest, again, dopest, to crazy be, to tech be fair stuff. To the consultant, because again, I know who nah, it is. I, I'm, I'm a, fair he's, too. He's, he's a badass. He's fucking awesome. That's probably why he did it, and it's probably why he didn't even like notice the PHP admin page in the first place because he got focused on that. That, that one page. Well, I mean, but that's, you know, that's a freaking lesson to learn, right? Like, even if you're good, don't. If you're good, like, you still have to look at the things that 
are easy or you still have to like read all of the reports of these scanners like don't assume that you're like you know jesus of hacking technical skills will just get you through fucking absolutely anything that you need to and you can like ignore everything else like that's it's ridiculous to uh, i don't know i don't get that no i mean like i mean if he spent three days working on that then anyone else would probably take a good two weeks to a month well to even begin to come close right and and you know and so that's that's the point that you know saves face and the whole thing is that he pulled out some like wicked badass shit right but found some missed the easy missed the really easy shit right so you (laughs) got it you got to look for the easy stuff and the complex stuff and spend your time appropriately i think that's one of the hardest things in pen testing is figuring out how to spend your time appropriately i mean and you and i've had i don't know how many conversations about that uh around you know, whether it's gathering intelligence, whether it's exploitation, whether it's post-exploitation and trying to find shit that's really relevant to the client or, you know, reporting, which every pen tester sucks ass at. Right. And, you know, they become like, they go from like, I'm a technical god and everyone should like praise and lick my ass to like, I can't write English. I can't write. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why it's four weeks late, Luke. <laughs> I just don't understand why it's eighty eight percent done. It's eighty four point six. That was awesome. I remember that one. That was the best. Actually, I remember one day he told us it was like sixty something, sixty something percent, sixty two percent. And the next done. day it was back down to forty. It was like forty something percent. And then he was like, "I found new things." So it's actually probably around forty one and a half percent somewhere in there. And roughly forty percent. He'd take and do that red, yellow, green thing with his reports. Oh God! I never got that. That. that yeah, when we would start reviewing his reports, like while he was writing them, oh, I, like, why I, is this yeah. yellow? I, that's because I'm still working on that. Yellow, yellow okay. meant yellow meant somebody else's template that it still applies, but he has to change he it enough so it. it doesn't look like horrible forgery. Red was like a, a section that he hasn't read or looked, hasn't at, looked at at all. And, and green, green was, means he changed enough words in the yellow section to make it look like it was his. I'm gonna leave that alone now because we all did a lot of copying and pasting hey, our job. I mean, on our findings, especially. Like, hey, well, look, findings. Like, there's only so many the ways. Same. There's yeah, only so I many mean, ways you can write up like, how to why you shouldn't have NetBIOS open. <laughs> this is the truth. Well, it, you know, but you at the same time should make sure that your client's name isn't all over the fucking finding yeah, from three years your, ago. Yeah, your last client's name should not be all over your fucking documents. Or you know, or hey, KPMG, you probably shouldn't have you know Pace Nessus report here. In your that documents. Was funny. Oh, dude, I I, I love that. looking at those guys' reports. I I I can't wait to go out and look for some of those things because I'm doing a uh, uh, Fuller and Gates and I mm. are doing a I don't know round table or some whatever the fuck they call it when you have multiple people on stage talking about shit. It's called a panel. Panel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's multiple people on stage. There's panel. No, yeah. Um, on how to find a better or, or how to find or use good pen testers mm-hmm. and you know so we're gonna <laughs> i can see myself dropping my phone off the belt oh right yeah it's now. Got, well luckily it's carpeted, carpet so it's not gonna be a big deal it'll be more fun than anything else um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and talk about how first off most people you know say the word pen tests or words 
and uh, and they mean vulnerability assessment mm. because they run Nessus, and then they charge you like three no, no, grand. No, no. They run Nessus with dangerous plugins enabled. Ooh, that's right. Remember? No, I think that's step two. That's I like that pen test was a, was Nessus with the dangerous with the plugins. danger danger mode. Yeah, like uncheck the only uh, unsafe checks box. And, and then you know the companies look at it and they're like, hey, these people are charging us ten grand. These people are only charging us three. We'll go with them. Right. And they get their Nessus report, and the customer doesn't really know what they're supposed to be getting and doesn't understand the value of it anyway. So they're like, yeah, cool, three grand. It's Thanks for we the We got shelf. a great job. We've got the shelf space right here for this report. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but we're going to talk about all the different levels, you know, of like, okay, I'm doing testing, and I'm scanning for vulnerabilities, and I'm running you know generic exploits against mm-hmm. the you know automated exploitation right yeah. core canvas yeah, metasploit should, stuff I, like that it's a good idea to start if, or have it somewhere in there right you know and then and then stepping up from there of doing you know larger scope and doing intel gathering and profiling and social network analysis and then social engineering and client-side attacking and browser side yeah. and you know malicious attachments and kind of like stepping uh, them through I mean, all start, of these different things that you should be doing in yeah. pen testing but starting off at this like you know hey you ran a scan and pants you know gave somebody three grand to use a free nessus license right well and you know again going back to the whole application stuff you can run web inspect and all those things as much as you want it's not going to come back and say oh by the way this this uh, application allows for really weak passwords or right. or also you know it doesn't look at cookies it doesn't really do a good job of cook i've never seen one do a good job of like cookie stuff so like, well, yeah, you know, because of, a lot of, of that stuff, the findings being had, able to guess. One of the findings we had was, hey, look, okay, granted, it's a hash, but the website will let you take it. So the, the, the website would give you a cookie after you logged in. Yeah. The application would. And uh, so you, the guy looked at the cookie. He's like, well, there's a hash in here. I wonder if I can just give you my cert. Like, let's say you broke into the, you broke into my box. You copied my, my cookie. Mm-hmm. I, so you have my cookie. You feed it back to the browser. Right to the app through your so through your machine. Persistent. It took it. Right. Of no course. problem. Oh yeah. It took the. App. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's. Yeah, I mean shit like that you'll never find out without sitting down and, and yeah. I still think you should. I mean, because again, we a couple of the guys are running some minor tools, like some of the smaller stuff. Not right. We don't, we don't use WebInspector or anything like that, but some of the smaller stuff. And they're like, yeah, I just found thirty three more cross site scripting attacks. <laughs> Well, it's not hard to find that stuff. No, it's I mean, not. You know, you but, don't... but why waste time doing it by hand when you can... Uh, I mean, no, it's, I, I, it's I easy agree. enough that you can run it. And yeah, you're going to get false positives. That's why you should go through and make sure that... You know, it's don't don't just copy it out of the report. Go through one by one. Make sure they're real. Make sure they they exist. And, yeah, and I, I you know <clears throat> to that to that same example when I'm like sitting here looking at one of these reports that we mm-hmm. just did. Um, on a ton of applications lately, I've seen the uh, session prediction, so yeah. that you can go and you Increase can show one thousand session IDs, yeah. and then show over time how you can calculate those, and then samples of what the values are and how those values change. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know this one is using twenty eight hex, and it was pretty easy to find out what the next one was. Right. You know, after you've done it a couple times and and often de often and continue to go back and forth the process whereas like you know and a scanner's not going to find that no you know ever and that's a really big deal i mean like if if i can interpret what somebody's session's going to be i can get into the application anywhere well even basic shit even basic things like like let's take something that almost every application on the internet that you have to log into has forgot the password Okay. Is it gonna just give it back to you on the web page when you give them the right 
information? Is it something where you can start enumerating users because right. it's giving you a... Because it says, no, there's no user here. Way. Right. And then you can just script it and brute force it. Right. Um, yeah, and... And, and those know. are important. I mean, they're not... They're not I wouldn't say it's critical. It's going to take a long time to fucking sit there and brute force that kind of... I mean, you have to really want to get in well, to sit there and do it. But yeah. it's still something that's an easy fix. But it's, but it's also something that people can, like, pretty easily see that's going on yeah. in their application i mean it's not it's not something hard to find that no. somebody's made you know 1500 user requests for password or you know even then right to the same point which which goes back into that kind of intel gathering thing it's like all right well i'm gathering intel on this and i'm figuring out you know who these people are and i have somebody's username and you know i i understand that they're valid in this uh, let's find out stuff about them. And then you see, oh, my, my password reset is what city were you born in? And yeah. that takes two minutes to find out. Right. You know, and then you can just start spamming them with password resets and then send them a phishing email that just says, sorry about spamming you with password resets. Here's your new password. Log in here and yeah. use your old password and then change it to this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Never get emails like that. <laughs> never never seen those never done never done one of those i've i've been having tons of fun because uh uh eric and i lately on our phishing attacks have made the phishing attacks like three stages mm. but they're all in one email right so it's you send an email out saying you know whatever scenario that you can blend all three of them together like one common one we'll use is like passwords yeah so all right we're gonna you know this is from it spoof the address you know get a mailer set up all that stuff Send it out and say, hey, you know, we're changing password policies. We've attached a copy of the, you know, newest password password policy that says, you know, what you can and can't have as password. Open this up, check it out, and then go to this website. Um, Well, you can see all the people that are lazy that, like, don't open it up Mm -hmm. because you just don't shell their box with the VBA. Yeah, the VBA that you put inside the... The Word doc or the... Well, yeah, what what we were doing is using Excel spreadsheets and putting, you know, writing VBA to just install back into that. Right. Um, or, you know, use some of the pre-coded exploits that are just for Office. Yeah. Because uh, well, it's fucking everywhere, for, right? For Office, there's a bunch for of Word, Adobe. for PowerPoint, for Adobe. Yeah. But, but you know, I like to use those, uh, especially the, the Excel ones, because you can write all sorts of cool shit in a VBA. Yeah. Um, and everybody's like, oh, w- what I've been doing in those two is putting on the first line... Because 07, right, 003, it used to not let you see the contents of the document right. until you enabled the macro. Right. 07 lets you see the contents and then just puts a little bar in the top that says enable macros. Right? So what <laughs> what I've been doing is not putting, a, I've been putting a bunch of like garbage data in it and then hiding the fields so that the document looks like it's big. And then in the beginning of the document on the first, you know, cell line. Right. Put must and you know and macros must be enabled in order to see contents of this file. Right, so they enable, and so they, uh, enable it and nothing <sighs> happens. Then they're like, "Oh, well, screw this! I'm going to go to the website." So they go to the website. It says you got to type in your username and password for the password change, and then forwards them over as soon as you know we fish them and get their username and password that way. Right. Then it forwards them over to, to browser to browser autopone, right. and it hammers them that way. So people will have like five, ten shells on their machine. Oh, yeah, we used to do that all tech. It was, we we it, sent out the email, and the email, well, when we sent out the email, though, we, we'd usually keep it clean. It would redirect on that site. Yeah. And then Rich had that, what, what was it? Yeah, the, 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 the what was the script, script called? Um, what did he call it? Wasn't it, it was some doctor. Hickory Smoke. Hickory Silk So Crazy. Yeah, Hickory yeah. Smoke So Crazy dot, like, dot PL. PL. <laughs> and it would, <laughs> go yeah, Google yeah. Dr. Tran, you'll get a kick. Um, 
I love Dr. Tran. <laughs> yeah. He would record the login and password, send him that blank page. And all the blank page said was like, if you're not, you're being redirected if you don't see the next page in five seconds, click here. Yeah. So that would try to pwn them through the browser, and then there'd be a, uh, they they try to click the link, and it would end up saying something like, oh, we're having problems connecting to your system. Please click here to download the, the executable for the, because we would send out, yeah, the, the we'd, send out we'd send it out from IT, but we'd be like, this is a software patch we can't right. push out. You have to install it yourself. Here's how. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, and then, and then we decided to get, we just got raw on somebody like just, it was just bad mm-hmm. because we, we really wanted to get the executive staff because it was a smaller company. So we send this out and we, we get a bunch of people. And as we get a bunch of people, we'll always log into some people's like OWA to mm-hmm. see if there's any chatter saying like, we just got fished and like, right. I hope you didn't install anything. So we saw one of those go out, right? Mm-hmm. So then I send out another one with an EXE saying, you just recently got fished and <laughs> our, our antivirus program can't pick up the stuff that they were using. So Please use updated. this EXE in order to clean it off your machine and just cleaned up and got everybody else. <laughs> It was wrong, dude. Then there was another in that same one. The uh, the CEO still hadn't gotten any of it. Right. So there was an email from one of his guys that they had been they trading back and forth. Something? Yeah, trading back so and exploits. forth doing marketing stuff. So I finally got in, got into the stream, spoofed the dude's email address and sent it to him and said, check out this new proof and pop them through PDF. And I'm like, nice. yeah, everyone. <laughs> Very nice. But it's, you know, it's so funny how people don't take into the account, like, you know, it's a human interacting with it. Yeah. So, like, when you get your first phishing creds, go log into their OWA and just watch oh, yeah. and get a temperature of what's going on in the environment. Like, are you getting caught? Yeah. If you are getting caught. Is there caught, an email going around going, oh, Go harder, me. right? Like, like really go to the finish line on that point. You know, then you're going to, you know, send out EXEs, send out other stuff. You know, who knows? I mean, ban the IT administrator from sending emails for a couple hours. Be you creative. Know? <laughs> yeah, you got to be creative in that stuff because that's how an attacker is going to do it. They're not just going to like loft shit over the wall and be like, give me your password. You know, like that's oh. the phishing email. Well, at just the same time, though. Hook it up. How many times have you gotten those simple little like, hey, we need you to log in this site? Well, yeah, sure. And they still yeah, work. It's like www.wellsfargobank.ru. Ru. Oops. Um. Or, you know, my, my favorite was, uh, I just got one the other day. I saw it in the spam folder. It was it was something like, oh, it was from the IRS, supposedly. And it was like, taxpayer ID, which I've never seen this number in my life. <clears throat> but then they had, like, R. Jones. I'm like, okay, whatever. I look at the link in it. www.irs.gov.ru slash. And it's like this huge thing of shit. <laughs> That's excellent. It's like you, we have concerns about your 2006 tax return. <laughs> they misspelled return. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know, seriously. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna fish, and spell check, just just well, spell check's put, even built into most of the shit. Install now, the old English language pack and uh, get you get you a good dictionary. I mean, you can't speak English. <laughs> Google Translate. At least it doesn't misspell shit. <laughs> That's awesome. So there was a there was one article that I found over during the week that I saw I come across an email. It was about um, the, like like the little robots, like the little room. My Skypey or Spiky, Spiky, the one the, that Mark bought me. Yeah, and yeah. Roomba, the, the actual talking about the Roomba, yeah, the little, little vacuum, vacuum things, things yeah. the little the gutter cleaner robots. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And then um, <clears throat> they did a test on uh, three of them. It was the Spiky, 
the the Robo Sapien. The one that we have. Yeah. The the Dude, big, that's awesome. We have two of them. Yeah. Where he's like, the, gimme, gimme, and the, gimme. And, and the Rovio, bold. which is that little it's a little uh, it's expensive. It's like it's a Furby a little, on wheels. <laughs> no, it's a it's a little I think if if I remember correctly, it's a it's a car or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's on wheels and you but it's got a camera on it that transmits wirelessly. Yes. And so they start fucking around with this stuff and they're like, Yeah, yes. so <laughs> I guess they they figured out like how to install wireless shit into the into the Robo Sapien so like it, it you can actually use its little camera thing camera thing to like see shit and it'll broadcast it back and you can nice. remote control it and they were talking about how the Rovio since it actually has a camera in it I guess you can actually control it over the internet there's some piece of software you can put on like your website to control Dude, my, it over the internet my spiky <clears throat> you can control everything wirelessly you can move the head camera you can make it go grab shit you can highlight in the screen mm-hmm. you can highlight where the power outlet is and it'll go plug itself in nice seriously it's fucking badass well, yeah, they're talking about like, on Woot. people start using this to spy on other people <laughs> Yeah, like, that's fucking badass. Dude, I've been I, I've been talking. You know, that like Mark bought it for me as my uh, my present for being his best man. Right, and um, I've been waiting to get it. Like I gave him my FedEx account. I'm like, <laughs> dude, send it because I, he gave it to me, and I'm like, hey, you got to take this back. And he's like, why? I'm like, well, because I know it's your wedding, mm. and I know that if you give this to me, and as soon as I open this box. I'm gone. Like I'm, I'm not gonna pay attention to you for a while because I need to fuck <laughs> with this thing because this is wicked cool. But yeah, I was, I was actually talking about that uh, last week. I was talking about it at uh, uh, Hackerfest a little bit about using that thing in jobs, and you go and you know cruise to the office as copier repair guy and have like random bag and then just like throw it on xyz random person's desk that has all like the star wars shit and everything yeah. else and like it's totally legit to be there or show up as like the you know show up sorry i'm sitting back i guess i should be leaning forward show up as like the cisco rep like i am the new cisco rep want to come down and say hi and you like grab a nanny cam teddy bear yeah, thing. oh, oh, dude, and, like, like put the a little, five episode. Put a little Cisco shirt on him and, like, <laughs> pop him in the CEO's office. Is like, a, yeah. hey, I just want to drop this off. You know he's not going to throw it away. It's going to sit somewhere in the office. Yeah, just leave his little rollers out and be like, look at the teddy bear moves. Look at, isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> it, made, it made me think of the, do you remember the Teddy Ruxpin, the old school Teddy Ruxpin? Hell yeah. The little, the creepy hi. one? What? The one that would, like, blink and, t- yeah. and his mouth would move as he, like, as he would read stories and stories. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's for like, kids. Hell yeah. Kids oh, have my shitty sister, toys now. My baby sister, my baby sister had one. Uh-huh. I was, I'm 11 years older than her so she had when i was right. you know having fun fucking with shit there is nothing cooler than replacing the tape cassette that was in that thing with like oh, death, yeah, metal, death metal or like you know satanic voices like the like, old uh glenn dancing black tape yeah it's like i'm, I'm coming to get you <laughs> <laughs> this little bitty happy looking bear it's like, i'm coming to get and you and, and it was awesome because their eyes and like face were so mechanical you could hear it like closing oh <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's been uh, in this in this paper. They actually wrote a paper on. I should actually put a link up to it from the site. But this paper from the University of Washington group that did the health research. They start talking about like robot vandalism, <laughs> like how you can make a robot remotely over the internet just push something down the stairs. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, robot suicide, <laughs> like trying to trip somebody <laughs> down the flight of stairs. <laughs> So you do that, do that little spiky. And, then, and actually, they do talk about like you have to get one of those. It's a hundred dollars on I'll, I'll go pick one up. Um, it was like picking up on conversations, and then they actually said frightening small children. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, I'm granted, none of these are, like, hardcore attacks. They're mostly annoying more than anything. I mean, really, how much are you going to get hurt by your kid being scared of a well, robot voice? Yeah, but how hurt can your they company can never get listen by to the my robot from text-to-speech? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, how, how, how hurt can the company get because the robot's dropping in on executive meetings and, like... Well, yeah, that's Freaking different. A company you different. streaming it this, to the this, internet. This article tends to focus more on like the home robot shit, like you know, where people actually play with these things, not not have it hanging. But how many how many times you walk through a cube farm and you see all this kind of shit hanging out in somebody's desk? Oh yeah, dude. Have you seen um, speaking of like cool tech shit? Have you seen the new Landtronics Linux boxes? I've heard about them. I haven't messed with one. I got a shot. What are they like? The size of a dude? Box literally, of no. It's the size of an RJ forty five Jack. Like not the panel, like the interface, the pl- the little bitty the piece plug. of plastic thing. Yeah, holy shit, it's crazy, and it's got a web server and shit on it. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, it's awesome. Like you could hide that bitch anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, that we're um, Chris Roberts and I have fifteen of them coming in. They're giving them nice. to us. We're like, yeah, we're gonna do development stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck USB key drops. That's a web server drop. I'm plugging. I'm plugging like, shit. Plug in the that walls. bitch in. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was so. It's all we, like so. It's like power over Ethernet and everything else. Yeah, I uh, only see if I can bring this thing up. Um, it, dude, absolutely wicked cool. It, in in the meantime, while I'm looking for this, did you see uh, uh, Rux's post on uh, Evil Maid? Mm-hmm. The the Evil Maid attack for TrueCrypt. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got it. You got to read it. It's really funny because. <clears throat> Um, so they go through the whole, you know, the, their whole invisible things lap, right? Um, they, they go through the whole, like, here's what happens if there's some like evil maid that like attacks you and steals your laptop and here's how like an evil maid in the hotel room. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and boom, then they write some stuff called evil maid, um, and, and discusses all the way through down and I'll, I'll post links to it, but discusses all the way through from like stealing it to like sniffing the keys that are used to decrypt to actually decrypting the drive. Mm-hmm. And then they post the attack and they put it all together and send it to the TrueCrypt guys. And the TrueCrypt guys are like going, yeah, we don't really take into account, you know, people in offices stealing or, oh, well, you know, you should, you should like lock it to a desk. And, you yeah, know, their response sure. is like, if I could make an impenetrable lockbox, why do I need encryption? <laughs> right. But the the article is freaking awesome, and it, and it pretty much shows you how to decrypt TrueCrypt drives. Which, nice. Yeah. That's really useful. cool stuff. Um, Did you see Delta's getting sued for hacking some lady, supposedly? What? Delta hacked somebody? <sighs> That's what she's claiming. She's, um, it's this lady, her last name is Hanny. She lives in H-A-N-N-I. She lives in California. Um, and she's the founder. Figures. Her name's Hanny. She has to live in California. And the motherfucker with like a normal name would not. Right. Well, yeah, it, and it gets whatever. better. Do you remember a couple of years ago? And I think you and I were talking about it. A couple of years ago, we were reading something about like the Coalition for the Rights of Passengers or some shit like that. Yeah. That's where this lady who found it. She founded the what? Coalition for an Airline Passenger's Bill of Rights. And they're actually like in Congress trying to prevent airlines from like imprisoning passengers on delayed flights and. All that kind of crazy shit. Okay. Well, she filed lawsuit. I guess I think it was like Tuesday, last of this week that or last week that that claims Delta Airlines was behind her laptop getting hacked and all this weird and her AOL account what? getting hacked and her email disappearing. Is she like some weird conspiracy theorist or something. Well, and I, I read the article and I'm like, well, I don't see any proof that they were like it was Delta. Wow, that thing is tiny. That's badass. That is fucking badass, dude. It's called the Export Pro. Gangster. 
Go well, ahead. I want one when you get him in. Oh, I'll give you one. Yeah, um, for sure. So she, the the whole reason she picks Delta, is because quote Delta stands to lose the most. What? That's what. That's her reasoning for filing suit against Delta. That that's why Delta hacked her because Delta's gonna lose the most if she gets her bill of passenger rights passed. Because they apparently they overschedule out of New York every day. Everybody does. That, no shit. It's, it's fu- air travel. Have, have you fuck? never been to LaGuardia? It's yeah. Fucking everybody. United does it. Everybody does it. Everyone, every airline, <sighs> in every location over book. So, yeah, basically, this, but the article goes on. And starts she just must like, not, like, travel a lot. and got. She's, like, one of those people who, like, you know, when we're watching at the counter after we've taken our, like, 40 flights in the last three weeks. Oh, and she's bitching. And she's, like, the bitch who's, like, I can't believe I'm not flying home today. I got to blah, 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 blah. It's, like, motherfucker, I, I've been and, on and, 60 planes in and, the last month. And Get once the again, fuck out. And once again, we're in O'Hare. Oh, God. sitting there going, fuck O'Hare. Damn it. Buck O'Hare, the black hole of over travel. and over and over again with the you biggest can, you can get it, but you can't get out. Dirtiest <laughs> fucking, uh, it's like Tron. It's fucking horrible. You just get sucked in. You can never leave. Um, so I guess I guess like these bills she's trying to push through Congress mm-hmm. are like you know they require airlines to like make sure you have food, water, clean air. How are you gonna do that in an enclosed plane? I'm not really. Well, I guess like on have the ground HIPAA, you can. HIPAA right? filters. Um, access to functioning restrooms and medical attention if needed during delays of more than three hours. And they would also require the option of getting off the plane. Could you imagine? Like, you pull it. So you're going to be there for three hours. And you're sitting on that time for three hours. And passionate goes, fuck, you don't want to get off. So you have to go back, which means you're getting out of line because chances are there is a line that you're. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, there's no more queue. Now so, you're fucked so out. So now you're out of the line. You have to figure out what gate you can go to. Then you have to get the passenger's baggage off your fucking plane. Oh, dude. And there's e- the random background noise. Yeah, th- dude, even <laughs> even worse, you get like... Well, and then you get back in line, and what, like half an hour later, somebody else goes, fuck you, I want to get off? Well, th- yeah, I mean, <laughs> think of think of how many other planes that are landing that right. have to I mean, queue to get to a gate, right? You right? can't just so then you're, jump off. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we landed early, quote unquote? Uh, like, dude, I've I've stayed on runways early, for three to five hours before, and it sucks and it's yeah. ridiculous. But I can't do anything about it, and I know that, <sighs> and I know that like my bitching about the fucking situation isn't going to help anything. Now, do I wish that like while I'm sitting on the Maybe fucking cooler, plane that you know the air conditioner hand running. job or something? I mean, what? That, whatever, well, you know? yeah, that too. Um, but you know, <laughs> fucking hand out water or something. Why, well, I mean, they usually, after no, an hour or so, not, they not get always. some water. Some of them do. Not not usually, though. Yeah. Well. Um, but, yeah. So, in her lawsuit, she claims that the passenger bill of rights would cost Delta $40 million in lost revenue. I'm not <laughs> sure how she came up with that number. She's um, just a fucking 40, pinball wizard. $40, 40 million dollars is a lot of food, up. water, clean air, and access to functioning restaurants, medical attention. Hey, dude, you know what? I, I, one of the bigger savings that ever happened was when United Airlines decided that they were going to take all of the napkins, the cloth mm. napkins that they had. Oh, yeah, and swap them up. And no, 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 no. The cloth napkins that they had and remove the whole... In the top corner of it, it saved them like something crazy, like two hundred and ninety thousand dollars a year. What was the whole one? Because the old school napkins, right? Old school napkins on airplanes, yeah, used to be a cloth napkin with an embroidered hole, so that you could 
attach the napkin to your your top button. Yeah, 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 okay. Right? But it saved them like $290,000. Well, yeah, because that was a custom mod. To remove the little custom mod in their napkin. And I was like, damn, I mean, you know, it's in aggregate, I imagine there's tons of shit. Like, you know. The whole, like, give somebody snacks or don't give somebody snacks or give them, like, fucking rotten garbage or instead yeah. of snacks. You know, like... I'm still pissed they took peanuts away, dude. I'm pissed. I'm sorry. If you've got a peanut allergy, then you've got to fucking find something else. Dude, airline food is... You're, you're, <clears throat> I've never I, really had a problem with Remember when we were food. kids, though? Like, you used to get oh, a meal on, like, steaks. every flight. Yeah, and no matter where you were in the flight. Yeah, you would always get something to eat. And it wouldn't even, it wouldn't be bullshit to eat. It would be like, you would get a plate of something. And it may be like kind of funky sponge chicken and stuff like that, but you'd get something. Yeah. That wouldn't kill you. But then they all started having to compete with each other. Yeah. So prices had to start dropping. And so that's. Whatever, dude. Midwest Express still gives you the hot cookies. That's what's up. Frontier charges you $2 for your own bottle of water. Yeah. Yeah, and then they got all the snacks and shit that are named after their like little fucking animals, yeah, like like flip crackers like, and shit. Yeah, flip grip crackers, the old fucking <laughs> you know, comes with special sauce. Bunny bears, you know, <laughs> shit covered fucking peanuts. You know, it's it. Yeah, they they've got some weird shit going on. And um, they oh, uh, one thing that I thought was highly amusing that um, may or may not be pretty well known, Frontier, um, unlike some of the other air, unlike most of the other airlines. Um, so they got the little swipe thing for their TV and mm-hmm. okay, well they don't actually check anything in the air, even though they've got that direct TV satellite. They mm-hmm. don't apparently use it for data connection at all. They they're too busy broadcasting fucking crappy movies and TV. So you might actually I know you can take a unactivated American Express gift card or Visa <laughs> gift card. You that might you just be able, able to that you, that you may have found on the ground somewhere, or you may have just picked up off the rack and not activated it when you went to check out, and you can swipe it, and it'll fucking turn on the TV. <laughs> because what they do is they don't process anything until they land. All it does is make sure that it's a number. Oh, really? Yeah. So actually, you can even use your gas card. Nice. And of course, gas cards have your name on it, so I don't know how much of the stripe they actually record. Huh. But gift cards. You, you use like your unactivated gift. David tra- Buster's card. I tried that. That didn't work. And my like one of those Starbucks gift cards that we keep carrying around. To yeah, shim- yeah, That to didn't work doors. either. Huh. But an expire a, a well a well used Amex gift card that I know damn well had nothing on it huh. worked on the way out there and again on the way back. So nice. apparently, when they get rejected, when they process, <laughs> they don't take they the number. They don't blacklist the number. Right. That's cool. Well, there you go. Tips from EL on how to get free how TV. How to get free shit from Frontier. I didn't try it for food. I was figuring that might be pushing it a little too much. <laughs> I was like, ah, TV, whatever. I mean, if I asked the lady enough, she'd probably just swipe her little card anyway and yeah. give it to me. Well, you fly enough on other airlines. <clears throat> you should have status. <laughs> no shit. Frontier won't recognize anybody else's status, though. I wish that, you know, you used to be able to on, on the airlines. Is, Still is can with American, American and Delta now do match again. Again? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell you yeah. You just got to get the right fucking customer service person. They will good, match. Good, because I'm getting my 1K Frontier after this trip to won't. China. Frontier won't, which sucks. Yeah, well, Cause Frontier doesn't United, really fly anywhere. Well, I mean, no, but sometimes. like I mean, out of Denver, you know, yeah, it's fine. Well, yeah, in, in the continental U.S., any major cities, you can usually catch a Frontier flight for maybe cheaper than what. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you know, I, I go to check in. I'm like, man, I gotta stand in line with all the fucking regular people. 
<laughs> yeah, I gotta Dude, pay twenty bucks I for my luggage this. like all the regular people. <laughs> Dude, after I fly a while, too fucking it just much. fucking sucks when you fly a lot. It, you know, it. it I don't know. I know. I mean, like, I gotta I'm, check I'm in United. I'm for used the... to walking right up to the fucking counter, blowing past security, yeah. and not paying for bags. Hell yeah. You saw United's upgrading everybody to, you know, if you're if you're on a flight and they have the space, you're automatically upgraded for. They killed all the upgrade certificates. Yeah, I saw that. That's, That's why sweet. I'm really excited to go to 1K. Yeah, because then Cause I'll then get upgraded on every fucking time. every flight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, it, it's going to be really interesting. Um, that that flight to China. That's a long flight, dude. I have from here to San Francisco is like 980 something miles. Yeah, it's about a thousand miles from San Francisco mm-hmm. to Shanghai. It's is it's like six thousand five hundred yeah. miles, but then I come home mm-hmm. and I'm flying through uh, Chicago. So you're so flying from Shanghai to Chicago, Shanghai to Chicago, Chicago direct, to Denver. and then Chicago to Denver. So I'm making like this like quarter route around the top of the planet, pretty much. Um, but since United's been doing the uh, double miles out of Denver, oh yeah, yeah. Nice. This flight's gonna get me like thirty something, thirty five thousand yeah, no, EQM. How much you wanna bet it doesn't? How much you wanna bet that your flight will not be considered from to Shanghai? Yeah, and to, to, to and from Shanghai to Denver, uh, Chicago. Yeah. How much you wanna bet they will not be at it? They're gonna count your Denver to San Francisco flight and give you double miles on that. It says every flight out of Denver. Duh, that's the trick. Not fuck I me bet like you that's that. what happens. I will. Ki- I will bet you that's what happens. Cause remember them. last year when I was like adding up everything, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get like, yeah. I'm gonna have like 125,000 miles on this one trip, and then I got back, I'm like, I only ended up with like 60. And it still wasn't horrible, but I ended up with 60,000 miles because mm. apparently United doesn't they don't do the bonuses yeah. on on the non-United company flights. So like, you you still that's get weak. some because you're in their little network of airlines or whatever, but. Lufthansa, you don't get any extra points or anything. Well, this so. is officially United all the way through. But I don't know who. Knows. That's cool. Um, I like United. I I, I do too. And other, uh, you know, it's it's one I'm of those sure things. Like if you don't if you don't fly it a lot, they treat you like a like Shit. a toothless fucking hillbilly. Like you're an asshole. But if you do fly a lot on it's them, they it. like they like <laughs> kick other people off the flight so well, you that you I, can you make it. You and I it. both had that whole. Uh, I didn't even realize my flight was late. They're like, we're really sorry. Your flight took off 15 minutes late and landed oh. half an hour late. I'm like, it did. Huh? Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, but but choose a free gift. Here's a 150 dollar gift. I'm like, no, they gave me a 200 dollar okay. travel voucher. Yeah, the voucher. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what flight they're talking about, but okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, <clears throat> that'd be a good speaking way to... speaking of a free gift. Hmm? Did you see that 900,000 domains in Sweden were affected by their internet going down? Aww. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, somebody had some, like, super wicked problems with one of their scripts and fat. Super wicked. Yeah, well, dude, 900,000 domains. Hey, no, I'm right there with you. Qualifies as everything in .se was fucked up. The whole fucking country went down? Uh Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. So, lots of people were, you know, totally unaware of anything that happened. And because they had it all scripted and somebody fat-fingered, like, a carriage return at the end of it, they couldn't figure out what was fucked oh, up. Shit. So for, like, 24 hours, shit was down. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's even better that they they realized that if it had broken in one of the other places, it would have been more like 80 million domain names. Right. <laughs> but this was just only 900,000. 
which is just fucking sweet. Uh, this this week's been fun for security news. Well, you stuff. know there was there was a the sector conference was week before last. Yeah, Karen was out there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, she ran into us. She was hanging out with a couple of guys that I work with. Oh, is she? Yeah, they're like, yeah. Do you know a girl named Jackalope? Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I do. Is um, she still freaking out? I guess they, uh, the guys who organized the conference were running. They collected names, passwords, and all the traffic going over both of their Wi-Fi networks. Ah, uh, yeah. Including the one was that that was encrypted. Yeah, including the secured one. Yeah, and I guess they were they were treating it like the wall of sheep type thing at DEF CON. Mm-hmm. Because um, it was supposed to, you know, grab attention to the perils of public networks. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, you encrypted one, uh, dude. That I mean, so because uh, I know you're at a hack conference, and I I don't put my laptop on the wireless network anywhere near those things. But still, I, the people probably got the impression of like, okay, that's the this is the toy, this is the fuck around one, this is the the real one because it's encrypted, right? Have you <sighs> um? Andrew Hay wrote wrote up a big thing on that on mm-hmm. his blog. Um, and it was a really good write up, right? I mean, you know, talking about like kind of what happened and where it happened and all that stuff, but made an awesome point, right? Section one eighty four of Canadian Criminal Code explains that there are laws against interception of private information, right? And if you <clears throat> illegally intercept people's private information, right, and you do it without consent, it is illegal. And that's what they yeah, did. Yeah, Canadian law is fucked. And well, it's fucking great. But but you know, so I, I was I was actually talking with Billy Austin about mm-hmm. it because he was pissed. Well, yeah, I'm sure. And he rightfully was. fucking so. Well, he they, was pissed off. You had to actually go to a vendor booth to get the Wi-Fi password for the encrypted network. Mm-hmm. Okay, at that point, it's not. There's no possible way anyone would think that was a fake network or that their traffic was going to get sniffed. Uh, right. Well, and it was disclosed, you know. It's being it, provided by a fucking security vendor. Well, here's here's my problem, right? It's disclosed. Yeah. That people mm. are sniffing shit on the unencrypted network. Absolutely. It wasn't disclosed on the other network, yet they're, like, doing this whole, like, hey, mom, look what I can do. I'm so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to, like, have another episode next. Yeah. Because I want to talk about how fucking dumb most people in security are now with this I want to be cool fucking social media assholeism that goes on everybody trying to be some fucking security rock star who they want their their fucking coddled ass to be kissed constantly because they stayed up reading some fucking research that somebody else did that doesn't care if they get credit for it or because they do a podcast <sighs> I don't give a fuck I'm talking about us. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're laughing. And that's I just don't care. Like, and and this is a total prime example of it. And it's so funny because I posted on, um, I posted uh, in the comment section. There's all these comments on Andrew's blog, mm-hmm. right, about this stuff. And uh, I I kind of got pissed at some people on it. Because there's there's one faction of people that are going like, oh, you're a security professional. You should know better not to transmit shit, you know, blah, 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 over on the network. Well, okay, fine. I'm using SSL and you use a man-in-the-middle attack that's automated to find my password. Fuck you. You know, like... <laughs> well, and, and well, at the same time, how many of these guys have wireless at their house? I mean, because <laughs> their argument basically is you should never use wireless. And while yeah, and that's that's ridiculous. That is a little bit pushing, and you just be more careful what you're doing over wireless. Uh, but this, I mean, at the same time, 
uh, I think it's ridiculous. And and the part that pisses me off well, is, is there's security professionals, a.k.a., that are out there going, no, you know, you're the idiot because you are using the wireless. Well, you know what? Here's my problem with it. I had to go get if, a- if Sector If Sector is sponsoring this, right? right and they're out and they say there's a secured network to use for if you have to use shit. And then there's this open network that everybody's going to be playing around on and doing their low fucking security on right. cool shit on. Right. I expect Sector to keep that shit fucking locked down. You're providing it. You're saying it's secure. You're the one who should have controls and have a fucking leash on the vendor to make sure they're not doing that shit just so that they could look cool and try and win some fucking business out of it. Yeah. You should be controlling that whole thing. And you're not. And so they're just as much to blame as the vendor who stepped out of bounds and shouldn't have been doing that shit anyway. And then everybody's like, oh, well, you can crack a wireless network. You know what? I can hypothetical situation this whole fucking thing into death. You know what? You shouldn't use a computer. Why? Because I can take a fucking baseball bat, knock you out, kill you, and steal the fucking thing, and then your data's on it. So what's up? You know, like, don't use computers. You may have time to lock the keyboard. You know? Right? I can just roll up on you while you're typing and do some, like, Terry Tate office linebacker shit and just lay you down and take your shit. Like, so don't use fucking laptops. That's just, that's the most ridiculous <clears throat> argument I've seen. And people, right? Like, fucking JJ. She's, she's on the side of, like, oh, you shouldn't have been using the wireless network. You know what? That's fucking dumb. Was, I don't give a shit. It was, it I was mean, presented as secured. If there's mean, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of get like, a vendor. fairly well-known security people making comments about this, and I think they're fucking assholes for it. I, I know I am. I, that's not new. But uh, but all these people like that are defending this, this company that's like making a wall of shame, right? Do and, it off the regular wireless, fine. I think that's fine, because it's, it's pretexted to do that and be like, you know... If there was a room that says you're going to get punched in the face, you can't cry about getting punched in the face when you walk in the room. But if somebody's going around just laying people out, you could sue them. Look at Black Hat. Uh, Could you imagine if DEF CON did that or Black Hat did that? Not DEF CON. DEF CON does do that. But it's more kids doing it than anything else. And I'm sure it happens at Black Hat where people are fucking screwing out the Wi-Fi. But it's not company-sponsored fucking around with the Wi-Fi. It's not organizer-sponsored. And then if they did come across something like that they wouldn't release it to the fucking public well, without without something somewhere written yeah. saying this is what's going to happen if you do this and then jeff always gets up and he's like look you're at a fucking hacker conference in vegas and it's wireless be careful i agree you should be careful on every wireless network however not letting people know that the secured network is being sniffed and everything that gets posted is fucking horseshit dude i that's, that's a that's, perfect that's example. No longer, that's Dude, no that's longer a perfect research. example. That's because no longer doing research. Because if you were doing research, legitimate research, then you would have said, hey, this is what we're doing. Just like when, when Black Hat started doing the RFID tags and the badges. Right. And, you know, they're like, hey, this is what's going on. We're keeping track of things for this for this scientific study or whatever the fuck it was they were doing. Like, figuring out who spent more time in what general areas. Well, But I, they told you. And dude, as far on, as I know. On our press fucking, network, at our press network at Black Hat, were we getting <clears> attacked? No. No. Were people sniffing our traffic? No, because Black Hat said no, no, this no. is a... Yeah, but... Well, were they sniffing our traffic <laughs> and posting been, it to the fucking wall of sheep? No. But, but you know, but Black Hat had control. My, my problem is that, one, Sector didn't have control of the vendors, and two, the vendors should be slapped the shit out of for going out of bounds. And, and it... Yeah. Well, was it the vendor? We're talking about this? this on the next episode it, because I have it? a problem with the security community in general right now that... Most of us who have been in it for a minute 
have now become so old, curmudgeon, and fucking relaxed that there's no more there's no more punishment for people acting like idiots. Back in the day, dude, when I fucked up, oh, I yeah. would get destroyed by people. Not only would I get berated publicly in every single bulletin board that I was on, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, like, dude, it was Charlie Parker style, right? Like, we would get symbols thrown at us. We would get people to say, you never are allowed to do this shit again. You're banned from the fucking board. You're banned from this. You're banned from that because you're a fucking idiot. And what that doesn't happen anymore. People go around and fucking throw boot disks and things just because they need a fucking computer to work on. There's no fucking ethics. And then there's no community. You know, at least before it was like a, a social libertarianism, right? Or, or like a, a true anarchist society where the community took care of its own. If somebody fucked up, we burn them. Mm-hmm. Now it's like no one gives a fuck. And you have all these kids who come into the industry and they're do like randomly popping shit. When they don't have rules to, they're not supposed to be. They're fucking with people's traffic. They're running attacks against people's boxes. And they're like, oh, I'm in security. I'm learning. No, you're fucking dick. You know, you're acting like an idiot. And and granted, you know, TC and I were talking about this, right? We used to, and he, he brought up an awesome point. We used to hack into stuff mm-hmm. because the documents that they had was the stuff that we wanted to read. Right. All that shit's on the internet now. Yeah, now we don't have to. Right? <laughs> We don't have to break into crazy shit because we want to learn how a how fucking a rate center set up or a phone switch yeah. works or something else. Or, or you know, like pre-internet. Yeah. Right? Because they're just out there now. Because you can't call you them can and ask for the doc, right? Yeah, now you can the whole fucking thing. And, uh, I don't... I, I'm done talking no, about that. It no, just, the only I, thing... My last word on it is if it was a legitimate research that it should have been disclosed, this was going to be a possibility. Absolutely. And if they didn't do that, and the impression I've gotten from everything I read on it was that they did not do that, then, you know, yeah, you fucked up. You used wireless, and you popped your email. Well, You yeah. should have known better. You were at a conference, and you used wireless. Uh, it's, it's always a risk, no matter. You can be in a fucking hotel using wired and still have a chance of getting fucked up on that. Um. So, yeah, it's... I just, if it was legitimate research, it should have been disclosed. Otherwise, it's, it's fucking horseshit. Well, uh, you know, and dude, now on the other side of that, did you see how PayPal banned Moxie? Yeah, we talked about it last time, didn't we? Like, they banned a bunch of the SSL yeah. guys. They, they're working on the guys that did Kane. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're and they're going through, like, they're now on, like, their little cyber witch hunt about yeah. it, which yeah. is just great. Um, well, one one last uh, one last thing before we cut this one off. We still um, need to set that up, by the way. What? The, the PayPal account. Oh, we're going the donation to. PayPal account that'll we're, be like, we're so going hey, to. support the guys who got banned from PayPal in their lawsuit. <laughs> well, you know, then then we can we can increase uh, the amount of people who are considering hacking because uh, Network <sighs> World put out an article that said eight percent of all web users have considered hacking. Considered. What the fuck? How do you poll that? They used no, no. You know what they did? They went to search engines. Survey Monkey search engines. They probably data mined Google and went. How many times does the word hacking get used in a day? How many users do you have in a day? Oh, 8%. There you go. Bam, done. Another so, great statistic. <laughs> yeah, the company the company who did it said it was called Money Supermarket. <laughs> but, yeah, so most of them, they said that the bulk of the considering hacking was driven by checking up on your partner. Okay. Was number one. Yeah. And then two was playing practical jokes on someone. Right. That's, yeah. Okay. And checking on what was being said behind their back. This is just like, 
Like, we now live in a world where everyone the is internet, stuck the, in high school. Yeah, no, it's worse than that. The internet is now, like, fifth Middle grade. Middle school. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Like it, the entire internet is a fifth it's grade classroom. It's just all a fifth grade classroom where everybody's like, stop talking about me. You can't talk little about notes, me in public. Little encrypted notes are getting passed around. Like, do you like me? Check box. Do you yes like or me? no. <laughs> Please check radio button. And <laughs> Please log in with your username and password so I can verify who you are and if you actually like me or not. Will you be my friend? Please take a survey. <laughs> and recess is like Facebook. <laughs> it's like the Farmville and all those fucking apps. Those Dude, things drive me nuts. It's all, it, it's, yeah. I, I I did like the whole you know month of Facebook bugs though. That was good. That was that was wicked cool. Or what was it? I'm trying to think. MySpace. Of, somebody had one. It was like, hey, if you come over to MySpace, I'll and, and you Twitter. <laughs> God damn it! It's like if you Twitter my or something it was all like a whole list of things it was very sexual innuendo type thing right using social networks uh, you come over to myspace and yeah you come over to myspace my twitter something i'll google all over your facebook or something <laughs> like that. that's awesome on that note time to go <laughs> talk to you guys again later bye <laughs>